I'm Alec. And I'm Zach. And And you're listening listening to A to Z Z Discussions. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we'll be discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. But before we get into that, Zach, it's been like two months, dude. How are you? How have things been? Dude, it's been a long time and things have been pretty good. Uh, I guess the biggest update that's happened the last two months is Kaylin and I bought a house. So that's a pretty big life moment right there. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. I can't wait to go see it. I haven't even seen a picture yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely have yeah. to come over uh, and we'll host you. We even have a guest room, so you could even stay the night and have your own bed and room. So That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. We're, we're definitely excited to, you know, improve everything in the house, fill it up and make it our own. And the whole process was kind of stressful, honestly, as first time home buyers. But we had a really great realtor and she walked us through everything and helped us out with all our questions. So it was awesome. That was uh, good. But yeah, we we moved in, I think, last weekend, last Saturday, not not this past Saturday, but the one before. And Mm. just yesterday, we finally unpacked the final box. So really, all we have left to do is organize stuff and then we'll be fully moved in. So pretty exciting. That is cool. And you you got more stuff put in there that you could bring from uh, your respective old homes. Exactly. The set of the stuff that was stuck in your apartment. Uh-huh. More things. And we've, we've also bought more things too, because, you know, there's a lot more space here and you yeah. know how parents are, you know, they want you to come back and take all your old stuff uh, that they've been saving for you once you get a house. So of course I know that whenever I go and visit my parents, they're going to be like, Oh, since you have a house, here's some stuff to bring back with you. I'll probably end up throwing away some of it, but now we do have a lot of storage. So it does mean that we can pick up some of our old, old stuff too, from our parents' houses. But also, I mean, we're just buying a lot of new stuff, uh, filling up the house and it's been pretty fun. But other than that, I also went on a trip to Florida, I think three mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, to go see our friend Jake. So shout out to Jake. I know that you've been asking if we're going to do a podcast again because it's been a while. So here we finally are. Uh, yeah, Jake. Yeah. Shout out. But it was a really fun trip. We had a really great time. A lot of water sports, a lot of wakeboarding, water skiing, awesome. so et cetera. Fun. Oh, yeah. It was a great time. But yeah, other than that, I've just kind of been chilling. How have you been? Dude, I'm a little jealous. Sounds, uh, sounds like a good time because I was you know, working at Bucky's. <laughs> uh, but that was really good. But other than that, I got a job, you know, we talked about the job hunt for a long time um, mm-hmm. on the podcast and finally panned out through the school year. So didn't really wait too long um, to find something. So that was really good. So that little break that I had um, teaching and doing stuff um, part-time now, full-time, which is awesome. But Zach and I had both been in a transitional state. So that's why the podcast didn't happen for like two months. Yep. Yep. Um, so I also moved, moved cities. Um, so I'm in a different location and I got my own apartment and hanging out here and it's been pretty nice. Um, the area is really nice. The people are nice. My apartment's really nice. And it's just kind of cool to have like all my stuff in one place again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like my coworkers and the people that I'm working with. They're all kind of young too. And we all just goof around and teach the kids really well and do what we can do. So um, it's been a really good environment. Just everything so far. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like a really great situation that you're in. Yeah. Um, but it's still a lot of work, a lot of hours we're still doing, but mm-hmm. other, other than that, like it's, it's been a blast and super rewarding so far. So I can't wait for the rest of the school year, awesome. but I haven't really done anything like fun 
necessarily. I mean, I've been playing like Monster Hunter, like <laughs> <laughs> the typical stuff. There was a new update that came out yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been really awesome. Monster Hunter's cool. Um, we'll talk about it soon. Just kidding. But we, what we will talk about is some Star Wars, some Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know we're like really out of the game here, but. <laughs> yeah, like two months removed. But yeah. here we are. We said we'd talk about it. So finally we are talking about it. And we were super excited too. We we're like, oh, like we had this whole schedule planned out. And then we're like, oh, hey, I got a job. Oh, hey, I got bought a house. Like it was yep. just, this just stuff happened. <laughs> just life stuff, you know. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. And. Anyway, let's get let's just jump right into this Obi Wan Kenobi stuff here. Um, overall thoughts, Zach. Do you remember how you felt? Yes. When you watched that final episode of Obi Wan just like using the Force super crazy, and Anakin slash Darth Vader's mask was all broken. What was yes. the, what was going through your uh, your veins there? So I personally think that that what you just described was kind of the high point in the series. And it is smart of Disney to leave us with kind of a good taste in our mouth based on that episode. Uh, so that was definitely a high point. And I really enjoyed that, especially like the the talking between Anakin and Obi-Wan and the sorrow and the heartbreak during their final battle. So I thought that was really well done. And then you had like a cool scene, too, where Obi-Wan finally gets to talk to Luke at the very end. So a lot of, you know, kind of wish fulfillment for the series sort of fulfilled there. Mm. But overall, if we're talking like overall feelings, this was certainly most certainly a mixed bag and i would say overall my feeling toward this show is pretty negative uh we talked about how it's really short only six episodes and we really hoped that those six episodes would solidly deliver on what we were expecting from this show and i can tell you with certainty that one through four definitely did not deliver anything that i wanted really at all uh i thought that they were kind of a waste of my time honestly i was like waiting for something that would make me happy watching this show. Something that I could like cling mm-hmm. to and say, oh, this show is good. Like I'm waiting for anything. And one through four didn't give me a whole lot. Uh, five started to go kind of uphill in a way, like more positive because we had the flashback stuff with Anakin and Obi-Wan back to like, I guess the Clone Wars type era, like Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was good. And then we kind of finish out with the final battle, Anakin versus Obi-Wan and all of that. So that was great too. Uh, but you can't really give a positive review for a show based on just a few moments in the final two episodes especially when it's such a short show with such short episodes uh so overall definitely kind of a sour taste in my mouth from this show yeah i mean i would totally agree and my biggest issue isn't really the content necessarily like because a lot of the stuff i don't i didn't really mind and i kind of and i really enjoyed actually but what bothered me was the length right like Mm -hmm. toward the tail end of this like the boys season three came out right and um watching that adjacent to this you know we were getting like hour-long episodes each episode and each episode was like you know like packed to the brim with like action and like you know developing each character and like really like you know spending time with um the story and building like the like those little like threads that they that would carry on through the rest of the season right and that felt really good to watch and was really refreshing honestly like from from television and Mm. then watching like this adjacent to that I was just wanting more. I'm like, this is a cool thing, but like, it's not going, it's not going to go anywhere. Cause we, I only, I know we only have six episodes. Like I only, I know this is like halfway through, like where, where are we going to go? Like, why'd you even bring that up? If, if you're not going to follow through later, unless there's going to be like a season two, but like, you know, I just wanted more like 28 minutes or 30 minutes without like, um, 
with, with not including the intro thing and the ending credits, like you're only getting like 25 minutes worth of oh, content yeah. in some of these episodes. It's pathetic. And some of the ending credits, I think, were six or seven minutes long. And sometimes yeah. I would fast forward them like looking for maybe a shred of something, you know, maybe a hint towards the next episode or some extra content, but it just wasn't there. And if like mm. you make a good comparison to the boys, like if we compare the episode length to the boys, we're really only getting three full episodes out of this whole series. Right. Saying yeah. that they're 30 minutes each. Um, but I've seen people like make like a super cut and like a, like a little movie version of this. Uh-huh. And I think a movie would have probably been more than sufficient. You know, I would agree with this uh, direction that they took. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I think it was supposed to be and then they wanted it to be a TV show. And I heard like a, uh, an interview with Deborah Chow just saying how like she wanted a TV format because it was it, you could like, you know, spend more time with the characters, except I feel like that is not that's not what happened. No, um, but it is what it is. Um, there's a lot of good things I think that came out of this though. Like we can start with episode one, just, you know, seeing where Obi-Wan Kenobi ended up after all this stuff with order 66. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was pretty cool kind of seeing him like, like, you know, he's kind of broken down. Like he's, he's at the lowest point of his life. He's, he's, he's just truly a master of like, you know, holding his emotions into like, you know, showing no emotion and just kind of being just some random guy and even being at like kind of rude to to some extent even though he's not a mean person, but like just to keep his identity safe to protect the people that he cares about. Like he will go out of his way to tell people like the other Jedi that comes in a couple episodes later or whatever, like Obi-Wan, that's you. Um, and he's like, just forget about it. Like, I don't even know who you're, what you're talking about. Right. And that guy ends up like dying later and like mm-hmm. Obi-Wan could totally have saved him, but he just chose not to. Um, or like where you saw him, like, um, you know, he's at the like meat cutting factory. Right. And he sees somebody like get bullied. And instead of like helping him, he chooses not to, to save himself. You know, like that's, it's kind of, it's kind of rough. It's like, man, you never, you never would have thought you'd see Obi-Wan Kenobi like that. Oh, it's sad. And you definitely see how much Anakin's betrayal kind of changed. Mm-hmm. I, this was 10 years into the future, right? That we start this off, like right after uh, revenge of the Sith. So all that time of sitting with that guilt has really changed him a lot. And you also see it too with his loss of connection to the force. Obviously he couldn't use the force because it would identify him as a Jedi and he's trying to stay incognito because his overall mission is to protect Luke. And you can see that also as the driving force behind like, Oh, why didn't he help this person not to draw attention to himself? Right? Because he doesn't want people to find him out. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's also why he didn't help that fellow Jedi, but it's sad to see that because like you said, you never would imagine Obi-Wan making these choices. The old Obi-Wan that we saw in the prequels would not even hesitate to help someone in need. Uh, So it is sad and it is powerful. I would say to open the show like that, to see him in that way. Yeah. And it's, and it's really um, the, the drastic change that you see him from that point from what you just talked about to like the ending uh, or the beginning of a new hope where he's just like the wise old happy wizard, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, cause what caught me off guard was like, you know, how's he going to go from not even having knowing where his lightsaber's at somewhere in the middle of the desert, you know, like buried in the sand to optimistic Obi-Wan who's going to train Luke yep. or at least talk to Luke at, in, in a new hope. So that kind of like, you know, where's this going to go was interesting to me. Right. Um, and, and it, and it, and it follows through to the end. Like, how he gets back to that, you know, being like the hopeful Jedi that he was. But uh, I was a little bit nervous going into this because I was like, you know, stuff that I've seen in the past, like with Boba Fett. And I was like, oh my gosh, please be good. Please be good. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're um, always, you're always worried that it's going to ruin uh, 
what it's leading up to or it's going to break canon in some way because you know they they classify all this stuff that disney makes as canon but you're always kind of hesitant nowadays of what it's going to do to the timeline and how you're going to feel about it connecting to the next thing right yeah um i think the biggest criticism though i've heard from this um this is like me from watching youtube videos and stuff um is like uh like if he buried his his sabers out into like like just to hide and i understand like okay i gotta like you know be away from the force and put this away and so i i, I kind of understand but some of the criticism i've heard is like what was he gonna do if a real threat came to attack luke mm-hmm. you know like what was his means of defense if he was really like how would he like he couldn't even move a rock <laughs> that's like very a, true a couple episodes you know like it took him like literally the next episode he could he can't even like move a rock so how was he supposed to like protect luke i mean i guess like some primal instinct would probably go off you know that's what i'm thinking right that's kind of what happened when you know leia was falling in the the next episode right yeah from that little when she was running but like i guess some some primal like or like instinct of his past would come out and he would probably be able to do it i guess but he would be like untrained you know like he'd be like out of um out of his comfort zone right right and that kind of didn't sit right with me too uh because obviously, you know, he's he's lost his connection to the Force because he's staying incognito, but his overall goal is to protect Luke. So he should have still been practicing his Force abilities in secret, maybe doing, you know, meditation and such. I think he was, but struggling, you know, uh, and that's why he never really saw or spoke to Qui-Gon. But he needed to stay at least in some way connected to his power, and he was very disconnected when we first see him. So you make a very good point. How could he even protect Luke in his current state? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I understand that like, I have like the best way to hide is like, I mean, I guess he didn't think that anybody would come to Tatooine, like Mm -hmm. anybody that big of a threat would come to check. And the worst thing that would have happened was like some Imperial soldiers would be there, like stormtroopers just, you know, patrolling the area. There would be nobody to like go there. I mean, true. I guess in a new hope they like burnt that whole place down, but that was later after like <laughs> Luke left. I mean, and, and at that point too, he doesn't even know that Anakin's still alive. So he doesn't yeah. think that there's going to be a threat at all from Luke's father. Yeah. So I I can see why maybe that was the best course of option or option that he had like, okay, so maybe when he's of age then I'll dig these back out and show them, but right now if I lay low and just make sure no one's like trying to beat him up, then I think that's everything is going to be topsy turvy, or that's the that's not the right term. I don't even know what the right term is. <laughs> hunky dory, hunky dory. Yeah. I think super dandy wandy. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, and then the episode ends with uh, wait, hold on. There's <laughs> we're going to talk about the and yeah, we're going to talk about the inquisitors. The inquisitors show up, <laughs> and then we get uh, we get Reva. <laughs> but um, I just want to bring up the scene where like she shows up and like pulls out her saber and just like cuts this old lady's arm off her hand or whatever <laughs> that scene is like ingrained in my brain and it's like always makes me laugh every time i like think about it because it's just so random do I you mean, like not agree <laughs> i guess it's just there to show us that reva means business but i don't know it's <laughs> almost like, more comedic than anything exactly because it was so like random and then even like later and you know speaking later down the episodes and she's like you find her motivation like where she comes from and all this other things like even with that like why did she cut that dude's that lady i'm sorry that lady's arm off it like, doesn't make any sense no i mean yeah <laughs> i don't understand it either and i don't, I don't really know <laughs> it's like they, it's like they wrote that thinking like oh this is gonna be so cool yeah and they're like, thinking like later, oh everyone's gonna think that she's like a badass right after she does this but you're like what <laughs> whenever you see it but th- but then it, like it doesn't follow through later. Like she's she's not like she doesn't like progressively get more evil. You know, like if it was like 
oh, like she was that she does this kind of stuff, and then like later she does even more heinous stuff. Like you, like wow, that she's like she really does mean business. Like she really is like in it to win it here. Like, like, like nothing, nothing's gonna bother her, or whatever. But it doesn't get any worse than that. No, no, that's but, honestly but, the most extreme thing that we see her do <laughs> in yeah. the entire show. So I don't know that that makes me laugh every time I think about it. But um, the Inquisitors were okay, I guess. Um, you know, Reva plays like a a pivotal part in in this story and i know like i think the reception at the beginning was okay like you know who is this person like why are we following a a new character when um this was you know uh, marketed kind of like as an obi-wan anakin story you know and we're having hayden christian christensen being like a a part of all the press press conferences and stuff like that um and we didn't really get a lot of hayden that much you know it was a little to me that was a bit disappointing we got we got like enough to make like the the young little you know 10 year old alec happy um but it wasn't what i was going in thinking that this story was going to be about um which ends up being okay because it kind of ties all back in from order 66 and like why it um why it all matters and and how reva's story ties into both obi-wan and anakin's so I, i felt pretty okay about it toward the tail end like the last two episodes um with reva's story and everything and since she's alive somehow, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to die off later or she's secretly hiding somewhere and has just never been around or where, what they're going to do with her character. Uh, but since she's alive, um, I think that's going to hold a lot of like um, interesting possibilities to do with her, what they want to. So whatever Disney, if you want a new character, there you go. You got a new <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and she, she did end up working in the end and you kind of see why they put her in and what they were going for. One of my biggest complaints in our like initial impressions podcast was that if you're going to throw a new character in, then we want to know more about her if we're supposed to care about her. I said that like we need to go more into her backstory. We need to go into like her motivations. But as you see like the final few episodes, you realize why Disney didn't show that uh, because the whole time, obviously, you know, spoilers, she was plotting against Vader trying to work to kill him and as revenge for whenever he killed all her friends, the younglings in the temple uh, during Order 66. So it makes sense, the choice now, that we don't really get to know a whole lot about her. But the, also the fatal flaw is that through those first four episodes, I think a lot of backlash towards her was because of that fact, that no one really cared too much about her character. And they were like, why are you showing me so much more of her than Hayden? Or even sometimes I felt like I was seeing more of her than even uh, Ewan McGregor, which was sad. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, it's the show is called Obi-Wan, and I really thought it was just going to be about him obi-wan and anakin but it's more the reva obi-wan show uh but like i said it does end up working where they wanted to go with her it does end up semi-working in the end so i i understand it now yeah um because they, they do show her like during order 66 at the on in the first episode like it shows her right you like just her, you just don't younglings. you just don't know it's her yet yeah um i mean i kind of figured like it's probably reva <laughs> yeah yeah I know, um, a lot of people did too i believe yeah um but it it kind of sets the groundwork up like okay like that's enough of a backstory like okay this is young reva and that's what you're supposed to kind of um infer from that scene then that should be enough to be like okay something happened to her during that time that made her that she survived that and she's the way that she is now Mm. and that should be like enough information for an audience member to like understand so then by the time you get to the the reveal like why she's you know, cho- chosen the dark side or why she's in the position that she's in right now, it kind of all ties it back in and makes sense. Um, so I appreciated that, like thinking about it that way, instead of thinking about it linearly, 
Yeah. Um, like a regular story, but now it's, it's like it's like a book. Like when you read the whole book, you're like, oh, okay. Then you go back and like, okay, this 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 all kind of makes more sense. Which mm. is an interesting take in storytelling, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the second wait, baby. We're still in the first episode, dude. Yeah, a decent <laughs> baby, amount. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we'll skip through things later, but um, but uh, baby Leia, dude. And we were talking about this too in the podcast, like the the hopes, you know, like what, what we kind of were hoping for, what was going on, and having like um, little little Leia was something that I wanted to see. Um, I I think I still I still do feel like their the relationship that she had with Obi Wan is a little bit too much, like it's a little bit too deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe two rescue missions weren't really that necessary, but the fact that they would build a relationship and that she was present, um, in Obi Wan's story, and like she wasn't just like somebody that. Uh, like she knew of, right? Like she actually knew who Obi Wan was. I thought that was that was pretty cool to kind of um, dive deep into that relationship just a little bit more. Yeah, it was definitely cool. Uh, like you said too, it shouldn't. I don't think they should have gotten that close because whenever they see each other again in A New Hope, she's not like, "Oh my gosh, Obi Wan! Like, thank you so much for coming to save me again." Blah blah blah. You know, reminiscing about the past. She barely even acknowledges him. And based on the bond that we see formed here, that doesn't seem very believable, especially since there's only like a few years, like what, seven years or so, seven or eight years in between this and A New Hope. Uh, And this all happened while she was a kid too, a very impressionable youth. So you could believe that after Obi-Wan saves her twice, then she would become, or he would become a childhood hero to her. You know, she kind of idolizes him. So that definitely should have changed their dynamic. And I still don't like that choice very much. But it is cool to have her in the show. And it was the logical move too, right? You can't have Luke in the show because that would really break canon. Uh, so the only other choice is Leia. And I also agree, probably didn't have to save her twice. And also, I have to admit that in this first episode, that chase scene with her was ridiculous. And I know that that's gotten a lot of backlash among the Star Wars community. I don't think anybody enjoyed it because uh, it's very unbelievable that a little kid can outrun these like grown men who are just I guess, slower than a kid. You know, they can't run in the, in the forest as fast as a little 10-year-old kid with stunted legs, but, you know, I, whatever, you were supposed to believe it. Uh, I actually, <laughs> like the twig will, like, he's, like, walking and there's a twig in front of him and he has to stop his entire body. <laughs> yes, stop and, like, stutter step around it and then she's just able to, like, plow through everything. I guess that's how it works. Uh, I saw, like, a YouTube cut of that scene and it was, like, how to make this scene better. And instead of like the whole chase scene, all you get is like, she's in the woods. She hears some noises. She turns around and they put a bag over her head and that's it. Like they, they have captured her and everyone in the comments was like, yep, that's all there is to it. Like that would have made the scene a thousand times better. Just take the chase scene out entirely. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to think about it that hard. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's, it's like, they're like, uh, just like adding more time to like the time they don't have. It's like, it's like, it's like they didn't know what they wanted to do with the amount of time they had. And mm-hmm. even though they only had like 25 minutes. So they're like wasting screen time with like this random stuff when you could have added, I don't know, more dialogue somewhere else. Yeah. Like a really impactful, like nonverbal scene or something. I don't know. Anything anything, honestly, anything that moves the plot forward, at least somewhat, or even more time spent with Obi-Wan would be fine instead of this. So I don't know. Bad choice by them. Um, the second episode was kind of, uh, it was kind of meh for me. The, the the cool part was that clone trooper, I guess. Um, but then you have that weirdo fake Jedi guy. Yeah, I did not like him as a character at yeah. all. I didn't think he was funny. He was I didn't annoying. think he was cool. I was just like, okay. <laughs> don't um, care the for coolest him, really. thing we, Yeah, the coolest thing we got there was, um, I don't know. 
Obi-Wan beating up drug dealers or something. <laughs> is that what he did? Honestly, <laughs> this this episode is just a haze in my head. I, I <laughs> If I was just telling you what happened in this episode off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you anything. I'm pretty sure that, the, that there's one detail, like he meets like this woman on the street and it's actually like Ewan McGregor's real life daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who acted in this in this scene? So that's cool. That, that's probably the coolest thing in this episode to me because I don't really remember that's the rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what happened. So he saves he saves Princess Leia, right? That with the Force. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he does that. So like that's 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 him getting his strength back, right? Like we're starting to see like his progression as a character. There, he's getting his strength with the all that kind of stuff. Reva knows that he's at this place forgot what it's called um but it's like a the slummy slums right yep um and like reva's like running on the walls you know spider-manning it up oh that's right we um, get like parkour. that that rooftop chase scene where yeah, she's it, like a tiger or something. i guess it was cool but it was also kind of weird like she just kind of launches herself in the air and just just like flying across the rooftops it was kind of awkward cgi she does like her like front flip that really like awkward front flip yeah thing. yeah like, you can tell that she's like tethered to something suspended on like a cable or something it, it made it pretty obvious <laughs> um yeah that was, that was that was some good good stuff there um oh yeah the, the very end reva tells obi-wan that anakin's alive yeah that is a big moment actually and that's the first time i guess we see hayden's face question mark because right yeah, after yeah, that in the, in the back to tank. yeah it cuts to him in the back to tank and obviously he has like either prosthetics or like makeup on or something but that's hayden i believe that you're seeing right there so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of a cool scene yeah but like the ptsd that obi-wan gets when reva tells him oh yeah is yeah he's like shook <laughs> at the very end of the episode is just like his eyes are just like wide at the beginning of the next episode he's still in that like that shock state yeah and I'm, but like that that's crazy that's like a hard thing to to put into words for mm-hmm. somebody like you thought your best friend your brother who literally you know did the most worst thing that humanly possible in that universe right um you thought he was dead and he betrayed like you thought like you betrayed him right and he's alive like that probably sucks to find out oh i mean <laughs> it's earth shattering and i'm glad they didn't over dramatize this scene it was very real and raw you know like you said you can see it in his eyes that he's just his earth is shattered uh and then you get like zooming in on his face like camera angle zooming in on his face seeing all the emotions playing there so really good acting by ewan mcgregor and i'm pretty sure we also get some flashbacks too or maybe some like sound bites from uh revenge of the sith in the third episode at the beginning so mm-hmm. those were cool to hear as well the chosen one yep all those bad memories yeah but in episode three though we start to actually get to see like actual darth vader mm-hmm. which is actually starting to be kind of pretty cool um he talks to reva and it has i i don't know what they did for the voice so what i read is uh i think that it's i don't know let me look it up again <laughs> but i from what i read i think it's like a mix of sound bites from the old movies plus like some authentic voice acting from him uh see what i heard was that as well but uh-huh. it was like a mixture of the original voice, act- right. voice actor's voice but i don't know if that was true or not i thought it was like speculation and i never got like a concrete answer on if it was like a mix of right um you know the different voices so yeah and I, that's why i'm unsure too because whenever i read that it was very early into the series so it could have just been people talking on forums about what they speculated happened yeah because we kind of we get that at the end of the, the show but you know, it's, I think it's just his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like little, like, um, little freighter, whatever they're like stuck in. 
it's um they go to like some mining planet next right I think and so. this this is what kind of took me out honestly this episode because like normally like you, you go somewhere like in star wars and it seems like uh, otherworldly you know what i mean like mm-hmm. tatooine is just like all sand and like the illusion of it just being just sand everywhere like it fit, feels real the second episode they're like in this like you know alien like slum like um metro cyberpunky kind of like area and that looks star wars mm-hmm. then this episode it feels like we're in california and like i don't know like i don't know it just feels like we're like on earth you know what i mean it did feel very earth-like i mean i feel like i had seen that terrain before like <laughs> even here in texas <laughs> yeah like so that just took me out just in general that episode um but we do get a little bit of hayden christensen there where he like turns around he's like ooh, you know what i mean oh it was like with obi-wan uh like he was having visions right like he was seeing hayden when he wasn't mm-hmm. actually there and yeah we get you know pure anakin like revenge of the sith looking anakin yeah um and i wish they like got closer to him though you know mm-hmm. like he was a little bit too far away and i wish like there was more of that there yeah was more of that like evil side of anakin kind of conflicting with obi-wan but like hayden christensen being there so they kind of uh showed him and it then took him away really quickly and it didn't feel very good no it didn't and yeah I, I would have liked some more time with that too maybe more like hallucinations i guess from obi-wan or maybe some nightmares you know him talking with uh, Anakin in like his more evil form like you said that would have been cool and we see more mm-hmm. of Hayden's face <laughs> I think Seth Rogen was in this episode right <laughs> was he actually I, I think he was the uh, the mole guy I, I think yeah. I do remember him being in this show I guess it was this episode I, yeah I think it was the mole dude <laughs> he's like get in that's right yes he voiced the mole guy yeah and it, Seth Rogen has such a recognizable <laughs> voice like as soon as you hear it you're like oh that's him <laughs> that's him yeah, he might laugh once or twice but it was it was so weird like they get into like little like trailer thing and then <laughs> it, it was kind of you know a little uncomfortable though like he had like the imperial like flag and he's obviously like a like a imperial sympathizer i guess uh-huh Is that what, what that'd be um and he's like oh stormtroopers i love them and he's like come come on boys <laughs> i love them <laughs> i don't know i don't know what he said but he that's that's the vibe he board. was giving off like he's a friend yeah. of the empire yeah say like, anybody a friend of the empire is a friend of mine yep, or something like yep. that um and then they like have to like tell this fake story about how that's his daughter or whatever um and then they have this like really weird conversation with like the stormtroopers like still in or no no they're not there yet um but they have this weird conversation where like i feel like the mole guy can like hear there's no way he could he can't hear them Mm -hmm. and then leia's like have you ever met my father like are you my father or something like that right yeah yeah they have some really uh there's like some intimate details in their conversation they probably shouldn't be talking like that with people around them yeah and he's like it's like i wish i was or something like that and i was like wait what (laughs) <laughs> do you remember, do you remember that yeah he, i remember that I, I think it's what i think it's what he said i don't, he I don't know I if he says I I was. or he's like he's either like that or he's like sadly no or something like that anyway larry gets captured again at this episode yeah and it's kind of frustrating because the episode prior she just got saved right and now that i'm looking at this like i didn't realize how like it's literally back to back it's like gets captured gets saved gets captured we need to go save her again. Episode four. So the first four episodes are literally back and forth. Yeah. The same cyclical plot, basically. 
Yeah, and I'm like just realizing that. Except the next episode was probably the worst thing they could have made. Oh, yeah. It was literally a dumpster fire. Like, I would probably rate it a one or two out of ten. Awful. God awful. Worse, almost the worst thing I've seen in Star Wars, if I don't count the sequel trilogy. Like, like comedically bad. Yes, horrible. Like, um, my favorite, like, I don't even want to talk about this episode that much, but. No, no. I just want to make fun of it for a second. Um, like, at the end where he, like, they have Leia, like, in the trench coat, and he's, like, an old man like yes. he's like he's wearing this old like navy hat or something uh-huh. and like the trench coat they're like walking and she there's obviously like legs and no one's like oh who is this imperial woman and this old man in this imperial thing where everyone's wearing black and white he's wearing like literally like a brown trench coat Dude, it was so bad i mean they're all locked down too they're like looking for an intruder actively looking for an intruder and he passes by a bunch of stormtroopers they don't even look at him <laughs> And the only way they get stopped is like Reva with like an armada of people behind yeah. her. <laughs> like, it's you, Obi-Wan. Ah, I can sense you. I know you're here, Obi-Wan. <laughs> and th- like that cloak that he has on is barely even covering up like his Jedi clothes underneath or something. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. And there's like no other like cameras or secret droids or whatever. There's like nothing mm-hmm. they have like a reference to, I guess, because there's just he can walk around in this trench coat. And another funny comment I like saw online was like, or I think I watched it from a YouTube video too. It was like, uh, like where's their trench coats in Star Wars like that? Like I've never seen that. It's like literally just like found something on the floor, like in the prop room, and just stuck it on Obi Wan. Like this would be great. True, honestly, I've never seen a trench coat before. All we have is cloaks and like very well polished Imperial or like Republic outfits, right? Exactly. Like what is what is that? Like where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Why is it that color? Like it doesn't make any sense. Is it a blanket? I don't think it was brown. I think it was like gray or whatever. But like. Still, like, where, where did that come from? Uh, I don't know. And whose idea was that? Like, and someone was like, you could have literally done anything else. You could have put her, like, inside of a, like, a, uh, those, like, a trash droids or whatever. Right, like, that would have been a great idea. T- Some of those are big enough, and they just kind of zoom around and mind their own business. No one would have questioned that. And then she just is next to you, and you're in your actual yeah, like, imperial outfit. You know, that would have worked. Like, you could, like, there's other things you could have done, I guess. But um, it would have been harder to get her out in the scene you know what i mean like it's easier if she just like comes out of the coat yeah. right she just runs away like yeah we're gonna we gotta run um but i think another the, the last like funny thing was like how like all of the <laughs> there's two funny things actually the 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 all of the ships or the two ships come in and like start shooting at everything <laughs> and like reva's like swinging her lightsaber every which way and it's kind of like they were just like hey just wiggle your saber around and we'll like just cg things hitting it or something and that's kind of what it looks like where she's just like like dodging random things like like in the air like they didn't like throw stuff at her or like hey it's gonna come from this angle it's not like they planned it out at all they were just like hey do this thing and then they just like put blaster bolts you know and it looks like that it looks mm-hmm. really ridiculous um i don't know it's pretty funny and then what's his name dies? I forgot his name already. Yeah. Craig? <laughs> Craig. <laughs> it's a very memorable name and they make a big deal about it. Like he's protecting them. He's like, don't worry, I'm right behind you. And then she like picks up this canister, I guess, and like hurls it at him and it just blows the ship up. They're like, oh no, Joel or something like that. And he's dead. <laughs> Joel. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> Craig, Chris, Joel. <laughs> I'm surprised because I've got the, where did Joel come from? Dude? I've got the Wikipedia open right now, and it should be like a clickable thing. Like he should be that major of a character. I'm, why is he not on here? 
<laughs> Joel, uh, Chris, Craig. It's like a, it's a very basic name. I think. It was a G name, I think. G. No, I don't remember. <laughs> but it was like it was like the joke for like that week. Yeah. Like I saw it like on Reddit everywhere, and like it's like rest in peace, oh. whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. You will forever like, be missed. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's. I mean, I don't want to like discredit the impact, I guess, <laughs> but like it was just so, <laughs> it was just so random. There they, was like, no they, impact. They were, like, they were like crying at the end, and like we lost a soldier today. They're, like, Where's Josh? <laughs> You you get his screen time. All his screen time is is you see his face. He's like, I'm right behind you, and then he dies. I mean, he's in the episode prior before they is leave. He, oh crap! My yeah, bad. But, <laughs> yeah, he's like part of like the little crew before they do the thing. Um, Damn. But yeah, I don't think they ever said his name there either. Yeah. See, like, if they if they had at least made a connection between like who that was in the prior episode to this guy who they now mention his name again, maybe I would have remembered. But I didn't remember his face, unfortunately. You, please look it up. This is, the name is bothering me. <laughs> okay, I'll look it up. We gotta find out what his name was. It's like I don't know, Greg, Chris, Craig. <laughs> I know where Joel came from. Um. Rick, John. How, what do I even search? I said name of the guy who died in Obi Wan, but nothing's coming up. <laughs> who? All of the people Reva killed in Obi Wan Kenobi. <clears throat> There's a there, there is a death list here. Oh really? Oh, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, here it is. His name is Wade. <laughs> Wade. There we go. Wade. <laughs> Wade didn't make it. We lost weight today. <laughs> and then it was like today you were soldier. They said something. It was like this supposed to be like this like really deep moment. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't hit. Oh, it was. At it all. was so flat. So flat. They're like crying. They're like crying their eyes out. And then it ends with like the little droid has like a red glow on it. Right. She put a tracking beacon on it. So Wade died for nothing. Yeah. I mean, they got Leia, but she knows exactly where they are. Reva does. Dude, there's a lot of people who died. Oh, my goodness. Didn't realize it was such a death-heavy episode. <clears throat> yeah. Cole, Roken's wife. <laughs> unnamed stormtrooper. Unnamed imperial officer. Unnamed stormtrooper. Unnamed stormtrooper. Two unnamed stormtroopers. Secret droid. Unnamed stormtrooper. Unnamed they put stormtrooper. a droid in there? <laughs> It says accidentally shot by a stormtrooper. <laughs> Unnamed stormtrooper accidentally shot by a secret droid. <laughs> That's just how incompetent the Imperials are, and they they were extra incompetent in this episode, especially. I that's what I'm saying. This episode was so dumb. It was like a like it, this is like filler to the max. Oh yeah, like if you could watch the last episode like skipped like the ending of the last episode of uh, or of uh, Leia getting captured again and going straight to episode five. In these, the uh, in these super cuts that you've seen, do they cut out anything or is it just literally the episodes mashed together? No, they cut it out. They cut out like some of the fluffy stuff and make it into like an hour long thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't like watched one of them through. So, I mean, I don't really know, but like I, I like skip through them, but they're on YouTube, I think. 
Yeah, or I mean, probably gotten taken down it, by now. But. Probably with how Disney is, but if someone made a really good cut, they could probably just cut most of this episode out, and you'd mm-hmm. be fine. <laughs> this one, thirty unnamed stormtroopers, <laughs> God, shot to death by Wade and Sully. <laughs> <laughs> by Wade, there you go. Wade, Wade had a high death count before he was killed. So equivalent exchange, <laughs> I guess. Uh, see, why would I even mourn Wade when he's a murderer? He's a mass murderer. <laughs> He's a hero. He's a fallen hero. <laughs> sure, sure. Blown up after the <laughs> Wade Reese Reeslin. Oh, he has a last name too. This this yeah. guy's a big dog. Blown up after the third sister force pushed an explosive into his ship on the fifth brother's orders. Damn. Nice. Rest in All peace. Right. Enough of rest in peace, Wade. This one's going out to Wade. Memorial to Wade. Episode five. This is where we get some actual action. So they they end the episode. They <laughs> they end last episode with Wade's death, and then they totally ignore it at the beginning of this episode to put a Clone Wars flashback. Yep. And we're so all you here forget for forget about Wade. Yeah, like you were like, man, Wade just died, and then boom, you actually get some content you want. And totally forget about Wade. So mm-hmm. like it doubles, makes the impact of the last death like irrelevant. So irrelevant. I don't, I don't think they even mention him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sad part. Like, I mean, if you're, like, you're going to kill him off, whatever. And then the next episode, like, you know, like Wade would have, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, Wade really liked sandwiches. Like, <laughs> he's like, Wade didn't like mustard in his <laughs> sandwiches. After he told me that I never put mustard in my sandwiches ever again. Like, or like some speech where it's like Obi-Wan's trying to uh, pep them up. He's like, we must fight on for Wade or something like that. For Wade. For democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, at least the one's good thing that this show gave is like a, lot, a lot, lot more memes, I guess. We got some <laughs> yeah. new memes. No shortage of memes. Got some new memes. Yeah. Um, this episode was pretty good. We got that, that good flashback at the beginning, but then we also get some more really in-depth stuff with Riva. We finally get to understand, like, why she's doing the things that she's doing. Um, and even, like, this, like, kind of sentimental moment where Obi-Wan realizes who she is and where she came from, and then, like, he's trying to, like, get her back on his side. And it works to, like, some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Because he, like, goes with her to go see Darth Vader. Yeah, they kind of form a hesitant truce in a way because <clears throat> he realizes her goal but she also realizes that, you know, Obi-Wan can help her achieve that goal. And I think that her whole reason to, like, find Obi-Wan and catch him was so that she could get close to Vader, right? So this is her ultimate time to, like, you know, bring him in. And this is also what he wants. So both of them can get close to Vader at the same time and both achieve their own goals. Mm-hmm. So they do have a common interest here. Yeah, but then you uh, realize that Darth Vader does the one-two punch, you know? Um and he apparently knew about this the entire time. Apparently, The entire He's time. Like, Do you think I could not see it? But what I don't understand, I mean, because, you know, he doesn't like being called Anakin or like people knowing that he's Anakin. Right? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. obviously got into her mind to some extent. Right. Like he remembers her being that young lady. Yeah. So he knows that she knows who he is. Yes. 
it's kind of weird he doesn't like kill her off that like, is at true that <clears throat> because he wants to keep his true identity a secret and also like you said he doesn't want people to call him that he considers anakin skywalker dead and it would greatly offend him to even know like in that scene in episode two that reva was like anakin skywalker's alive and blah 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 no one goes around saying that stuff while vader's alive uh so that exactly. would cause him to put her to an end and even if he was like planning to get to the point where, okay, I know Reva has this goal and I know who she's looking for and I'm going to support it because it's going to get me closer to what I want. I get that. Right. Um, but I don't, what I don't get is at the end where, uh, you know, an objectively pretty cool fight scene between, you know, Darth Vader and Reva where he just like doesn't even touch. Oh her. yeah. That, that was pretty cool. But why, I wonder why he doesn't like let um the, uh, the, What's his name? The thing that the Inquisitor guy. Oh, the fifth brother. Yeah, yeah. Just doesn't let him like kill her off. Yeah. And she does like the flashback where she like got stabbed by him or some or seeing a friend die or something. I don't I don't know what happened there. Um it, it kind of implies that she got stabbed in that flashback and then she should get stabbed again in this I don't know. Uh, yeah. She's just really good at surviving labor lightsaber surviving like absolute fatal blows i mean no one should have survived what she went through like and the crazy thing is so she gets stabbed in the stomach right and that's what vader does to her that's also what was done to qui-gon by darth maul in episode one the phantom menace and qui-gon dies from that so how is reva more powerful than qui-gon that she can live through this that doesn't make any sense here's my rebuttal Maybe Qui-Gon wanted to die because he knew <clears throat> like he had a like a vision of the future or like he knew exactly what needed to happen for balance to happen. Right? And then that also casts him because, you know, people say that Qui-Gon was kind of a Jedi that wasn't all Jedi. Like he kind of mixed mm-hmm. in other elements of the force with uh, his knowledge of the, the good side obviously mm-hmm. uh, so he was more of like a gray Jedi don't they call him like gray Jedis or something whenever they're they're mixed yeah, up? Something like yeah. That. Uh, so that would play into that because if he did see the future and saw Anakin's turn but realized that was the only way to bring balance and still went along with it I mean it, it is believable but at the same time he was kind of like the father figure to Anakin and he could have maybe brought balance with Anakin even in a, in a better way and the Republic wouldn't have had to fall if he had lived so I don't know yeah who knows who knows? But that could be like a reason. And then maybe Reva's like, um, you know, her pull that she already had within the dark side, you know, her, her feelings and her hate and her anger toward like what was going on, like that emotional state that she was in. Maybe that's what got her to power through a lot of like some using that, the evil force and the dark, the dark side to like really, um, to keep her alive. True, true. And also I'll, I'll mention this as well. Uh, now that force healing is like something that's totally canon, I believe that's a dark side power, the ability to force heal. So mm-hmm. she could have even done that to herself and lived because of that. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I, you can like kind of wiggle a canon way in it. And you I guess could, that's you fine. could. Um, and if we have to go that route, then I'll go that route, whatever. Because <laughs> I'm still going to end up being a Star Wars fan anyway, regardless. <laughs> Sometimes you got to make excuses for these. <laughs> yeah, you got to make excuses. Yeah. <laughs> because i love star wars so much um but it is what it is um what well, lastly happened so also darth vader does that really cool where he crushes the ship that was awesome in this episode awesome. yeah that was pretty cool um you know what we didn't talk about mm. uh, i want to go back and like just kind of briefly you know scratch the surface again on it because it, it's relevant to this next episode um 
their first battle yes. between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, the first time they meet for the first time in a while. And like Obi-Wan is like not winning at all. No. He's getting his um, butt handed was, to him basically by Vader. Yeah. And it, it was scary at first, right? Because we're like, you know, how does he, you know, make that comment in A New Hope when the last time they met, like he totally kicked Obi-Wan's butt. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, where, where's the context there? And then this last episode, we kind of we kind of get that um, where, you know, in his brain in the flashbacks, he's like still learning from obi-wan he's remembering like like his youth and like how um how rash he was and like how he would just go into things or he wanted to win right that was like his like the way that he was just acting and that's that's what you know defeated him in the end in this episode too by obi-wan so obi-wan was still like kind of teaching him from his memories of him being his master and like when obi-wan overcame him again after he's been training his entire like that 10 years right getting back to where he can be powerful again and obi-wan had just hadn't trained and he knew that he was just some like he got he beat him up like a, like a month ago or something right and now obi-wan's like picking up rocks and throwing them at <laughs> like darth vader like that probably made him feel really incompetent you know yeah and <clears throat> i think that this whole episode was a really good prelude to the final fight in the sixth episode because this was more of like a battle of wills uh which is, of course, where Obi-Wan was always going to win because he's the more mature Force user, and he always has been that way. All the flashbacks do show you how arrogant and headstrong Anakin was and how he always wanted victory. Like Everything he did was to achieve victory uh, by any means necessary, and sometimes he would overlook certain details in his uh, narrow-minded view towards that victory. So this is also how Obi-Wan beats him in this episode without even fighting him, without even laying a hand on him, right? I guess he does escape him after Reva takes uh, Obi-Wan to Vader, but after that, all he does is get away, and Vader is left defeated. Once again, he's taught a lesson by Obi-Wan. Like you said in those flashbacks, he's still learning from his old master and learning that Obi-Wan's way will still succeed against him. Uh, And I think that makes him even more angry going into the final fight in the sixth episode. Yeah, but <clears throat> uh, I still just really liked the. Um, I I love it when they do like the uh, the Vader like cracked helmet thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like kind of cliche now because they do it like all the time. Yeah, because it was done in Rebels like, like, too, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it's been done in other like video games and stuff too. So like it's like a thing that like when Vader gets beat up, which is kind of dumb because like Vader shouldn't get beat up that often. No. I mean, he doesn't get, he really doesn't get beat up that often. He gets beat up by people who can beat him up, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, seeing like Hayden's like eyes and like you could hear the mixture of like his like voice changer and like his actual voice under the mask. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. I thought Oh, it, it was super well done. This is by far the best scene and it almost in a way redeemed the show for me. Just because like that that five minutes of their battle and then the especially the dialogue after was golden. It mm-hmm. was perfect. Uh, it, it it doesn't excuse everything that came before, but it at least ties it together well enough that you could believe that this would be like a canon adventure. And you could also believe, you know, going into the new hope, like you mentioned, you know, I was but the apprentice, you were the master, but now I'm the master, right? And he's like, only a master of evil, Darth. Even mm-hmm. that comment, you know, people have always talked about how why didn't Obi-Wan call him Anakin? Why do you just call him Darth? He doesn't even call him Vader. <clears throat> it's because at the end, you know, Anakin's like, I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. 
He's like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. I did. And that's yeah. where Obi-Wan finally gets some absolution. Uh, all the grief that he felt, you know, knowing that he, for a while, he thought he had killed Anakin. And then when he finds out Anakin's still alive, he thinks that maybe he can still save him. He, he begins the fight saying, I'm so, so sorry. You can even see the tears in his eyes. He's like, I'm so sorry for all of it. Like, I, I really feel horrible about everything that happened. And Vader's just already accepted his fate. You know, he he is mm -hmm. fully committed to being Vader. To him, he killed Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker doesn't exist anymore in Vader's mind. And when Obi-Wan sees, mm -hmm. especially Hayden's eyes looking at him, sees that those aren't even Anakin's eyes anymore. Those are Darth Vader's eyes. Uh, he finally put all that grief to rest. And he says, very well then, Darth. And then he just walks away. Mm -hmm. That's that's what Anakin is yeah. to him now. Just Darth Vader. And you're right. That's the first time he says Darth. Like he finally has come to terms with, you know, all this stuff and he can, he can start looking, you know, on the bright side of things, um, which is kind of weird that he doesn't like kill him. Right. Right. I, I, I don't know why that's like a, my go-to thing right now, but <laughs> it's um, true though. It, it, but like, you know, he, I mean, part of it's, I mean, if, if he came to terms truly, which he, I probably didn't like, he's still, a human, yeah, he's still struggling a little bit. Know, right. Yeah, like probably a lot, but he's finally like he's he's probably like finally okay. Like I know this isn't my fault, right? I'm not gonna keep putting the blame on myself for this, right? Because right? it's not my fault. You know, I did what I could for you, and if this was your choice, this was your yeah. choice. But you know, he's still gonna try to hunt Obi Wan down, right? He's still wanting to do that, and then also Darth Vader goes off to go do a bunch of other really evil things. Um, but I but also also. I think if, I think maybe he knew too, like, you know, that he's a, he's a pivotal person in the empire. Yeah. And if Darth Vader were to die, like, you know, there, there's a, there's a vacuum there, right. Of power. So the emperor might have somebody, you know, that he has, or maybe some crazier stuff goes down, or maybe the emperor goes and brings everybody to Tatooine because he knows exactly where Obi-Wan's at now, you know, like. It could be a whole heap of things. So he probably this was the safest option, even though it wasn't like the best option. I right? could definitely agree with that. The emperor would be furious if his powerful apprentice, you know, basically the empire's enforcer was killed and he wouldn't just let Obi-Wan slide for that. Uh, and of course, whenever he goes to find Obi-Wan, he would also find Luke. He would eventually find Leia. And then there goes all the hope for the galaxy. So if Obi-Wan was thinking of all that, I, I could believe that may be a reason why he left Vader alive. And also, like you said, he's still struggling with, the emotions that he feels. He may not feel as guilty, but he still mm -hmm. doesn't want to kill the person that used to be his friend. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of stuff that was going into the mind of that moment. Cause I mean, even, even there was a little flashback where he was like thinking of Leia and like that one scene of Luke, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, he's like, well, if the emperor came and found either one of these two people, you know, he would train them just like the inquisitors and they have the blood of, Anakin. Oh, yeah. like they would be just as powerful, if not more. So that was probably the best choice. And even though it sucked, yep. but I think at this time too, he doesn't know he has kids yet. Right. Anakin. Anakin doesn't. Yeah. He's no. still, I don't he, think so. he thinks there's there. He, as far as he knows, there's yeah, as far as he knows, Padme died. And you know, the, the kid that she, he only knows of one at this point too. The, when, yeah. He only knows there's when, only when one she was one. pregnant, he has to assume that the child died as well. But yeah. And then it ends. Obi-Wan goes and sort of talks to Luke. And I think it should have ended there, honestly. Yeah. Uh, 
but then it doesn't. He like goes off with his nasty camel thing <laughs> and Qui-Gon shows He's up. like, ah, oh, I've been waiting for you. I guess Qui-Gon was there the whole time. And now finally, since Obi-Wan's reestablished his connection to the force fully, he can see Qui-Gon. Yeah, and Qui-Gon's like, you're a total idiot. <laughs> Everything I've seen from you so far, I'm disappointed. <laughs> There's so much more you could have Ten done. years, Obi-Wan. Ten years and you did nothing. We also, uh, we do get that uh, scene with him and Luke where he does talk to Luke and then he says the iconic hello there. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I guess. I guess. <laughs> hello there. He did it for the meme. Yep. That was definitely fan service. That's funny. He did it for the meme. Like, it was, that was, it wasn't even for the fan service because fan service is like, well, wow, that's really true, cool. True, true. Like he did it. He did it for the meme. The is meme. Just that big. He did it for the for the for the laugh. He did it for like the. Like it's cool because he's saying it to Luke, but he's saying hello there, because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Funny. I mean, it's all, funny. Like all the prequel stuff, especially like hello there and all that, is just as iconic. I would say as like all the bully Maguire stuff. Like there are certain things from old movies that always stick, and for like our generation, it's those two things. I think <laughs> it's pizza time. Pizza time. Hello there. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> but anyway, I honestly don't. I don't even want to put a number on this because it's not gonna be very high. Oh, but I think it's a. De- I think it's a decent watch if you're like if you're really a Star Wars fan and you want to go in and just like and just one time see it all. Uh, I say skip four if you if you want to if you want to. Be a part of be part of the in crowd who knows the jokes. Then watch four. Other than that, yeah, <laughs> two out of ten. <laughs> two out of ten. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, like I said, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to rate it either. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss this show if you're a hardcore fan. Like th- there was really no universe where I wasn't going to watch all six episodes. Uh, yeah, just because it's Star Wars content, and Disney knows that. Disney knows that whenever they bring out anything Star Wars, that us hardcore fans are gonna watch it. Like I'm still gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Even though I'll be pessimistic a little bit, I'll still watch it and then try to find some of the good good in it because there still is a lot of good in it. There is a lot of good. Um, um, it's just you know, it's just different. But also, I think part of it too is that we're just grumpy old people now. <laughs> Maybe and so. And that might actually be it because I mean, like even when the Clone Wars came out, like I was really into that as a kid, right? And I still like it now, but I feel like when you know some of the people who liked the original trilogy back then really didn't like the direction it was you know what i mean like so there's true. always going to be there's always going to be a little bit of like backlash and complications and we don't you can never predict how it's going to be viewed by the younger generation 15 20 years from now so it is what it is um i'll still try to support it as much as i can because one day there's going to be a gem like the mandalorian and stuff like that so yep still have faith yeah still still some hope still hope in there but i think zach that's a good place to end it what do you think i would agree well, I'm super excited to get back into doing the podcast and this is will be a weekly occurrence again. So, and I guess, Zach, with that, I'll see you next time. Sounds good. See ya. See ya. See ya.